guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio Buck Show, and here I am today, man, giving you guys another wonderful podcast, and so today, we're going to talk about logic. See, it was completely illogical to run an under four-minute mile. It was completely illogical to land on the moon. It was completely illogical to even put an aircraft in the sky. It was illogical to boat across the sea. It was illogical to make an incandescent light bulb. All of these things, people defied the odds. But in the face of so much controversy, so, much, so many people ridiculing them, and so you have to defy, you have to make your why and your vision as strong as humanly possible. Because some people are going to say, you know what, that doesn't make any sense. But if they don't see it for themselves, they won't see it for you. See, when I went to Australia, my family's logic was completely different from mine. I remember when I first, uh, you know, I told you guys that I was sitting in Jerry's Nugget out there in North Las Vegas with my brother a day after. But, I mean, remember, I remember the morning after, I told my mom as she was walking down the stairs and walked across the living room, I said, Mom, I'm going to Australia. She didn't say a word. She just shook her head in disgust. And she didn't say a word. And I was like, okay, well, it's not like I was asking for your approval. I was just telling you what the fuck I was about to do. Later on that morning, or possibly even the next day, my brother was like, what the hell are you going to Australia for? My brother had always been against everything I had ever done. And so, in saying that, I ended up telling myself, okay, Arsenio, I ignored the human beings back then. 21 years old, you know, I just got over a crazy-ass relationship. Uh, You know, at that time, I had the friendships and I was building. And, of course, these people, they were just seasonal friends. So after that had all ended, I went to Australia. That was completely illogical. See, when I went back there a year later, I guess you could say it was logical. No one was against it. I just said, Mom, I'm going to go to Australia to see if I really want to move there. By the time I came back, you know, I think it was probably April 18th of 2010, I said, Mom, I'm going to be moving to Australia next year. She got teary-eyed. It wasn't illogical anymore. But me doing what I'm doing right now, me no longer complaining, me believing in the movie The Secret 13 years ago, That ultimately spurred this huge personal development, although it took an additional eight to nine years for me to really figure out what personal development was. See, that was all illogical. My mom, she only believes in the logic. My family only believes in the logic. When you only believe in logic, your view of life is very limited. You know, it's kind of like eyesight and mindsight. See, mindsight is you believing in the unthinkable, just like what Thomas Edison did, just like what the Wright brothers did, just like everyone who had what, you know, apparently walked the moon, I don't know, but, you know, put spacecraft on different, you you know, on the moon and stuff like that. And it's completely illogical for anyone to like step foot on Mars, which is probably going to happen within probably a 20 to 40 year period, but defy all the odds. See, Next thing you know, when you defy that illogic, people are going to jump on your bandwagon and say, oh my God, you know, what's going on? It's kind of like the guy with the bamboo tree, right? So you guys know the whole bamboo tree story, right? Okay, so here we go. Bamboo tree, it takes about, I don't know, five to ten years for it to grow. But when it grows, it grows like 20 meters in like four weeks. But when you're just watering the soil, people are looking at you and saying, hey man, uh, what you watering there? He said, well, you've been watering that for about four years already. I mean, there ain't nothing going to come out. 
And then when it did, they'd be like, hey, man, hey, man, you got yourself a job. You got a job because then people jump on that bandwagon and say, oh, my God, you know what? This might actually work for the people who did all the social media platforms. I'm talking about the Instagram. I'm talking about before Instagram, there was Vine. There were so many different things. The Snapchats of the world. Oh, yeah, people are going to jump on you real quick, but at the very beginning, no one's going to back you. And if you got yourself a support group, you are one of the very few, but most of you probably do not. And this is what I'm trying to tell you. So, you know, Robert Kiyosaki, he said, you know, when he quit his job at the, you know, it was a high paying job at Standard Oil, his educated dad, not the rich dad, but the educated dad had a heart to heart talk with him. He was confused as hell. He could not understand the reason why he resigned from a career that was paying him copious amounts of money. Great benefits, lots of time off, opportunity for promotion. He said, why did you quit? But because Robert Kiyosaki's logic didn't fit his father's logic, it was very hard for him to understand. It's kind of like trying to make someone understand, you, you know, you got an apple and an orange, my brother, right? There's nothing that I could say that would make my brother understand a goddamn thing. If it's red, he says it's blue. If it's black, he says it's white. If it's, it's, if it's fat, uh, you know, he says it's skinny. So I could sit here and tell him my entire life over the last seven years and he wouldn't understand a goddamn word I'm saying. Because our logic is completely different. See, a lot of people right now, and I'm going to give you guys a huge, huge, huge smack in the face. See, job security meant everything to Robert Kiyosaki's educated dad. But learning meant everything to his rich dad. So in saying that, what's happening around the world right now? I think it was Norwegian Air or some airline in, uh, in Norway. 50% of the employees were cut. NBA now locked down. All those security guards, attendants, everyone out of jobs. No, but no, no, no contingency plans. Okay, if you're very lucky and you work for the rights of like Disneyland or Starbucks, yes, they're going to give you catastrophe pay, which could stem anywhere between four weeks to uh, a four was it fourteen days to six months or six and a half months. That's if you're lucky. But guess what? For all those people who ended up getting tested positive for, you know, the virus and all this other craziness. Hey, guess what? They're out of work. They're out of money. The economy is slumping. 20% S&P completely plunged. You guys are listening to this on Wednesday, but I'm doing this the Friday before. I'm telling you that we are among one of the greatest recessions ever. And so that job security is no longer secured. And this is why I try urging everyone out there. See, I'm lucky. I live in a place where people have gone so crazy about this coronavirus where there is sanitizer every corner I turn. There are people wearing masks everywhere I turn. People are being smart. Now, the people who aren't smart are going to the restaurants who are touching surfaces and they're completely unaware of what they're touching, et cetera, et cetera. See, what you guys need to do is get some sanitary, you know, sanitary wipes, wipe things down. So you don't like, you know, you don't do the cross infection, the cross contamination. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? But let's get back to job security. It's gone. It's gone. And so everything I said, man, you know, I remember I just got, you know, my full time work permit job here in Bangkok, man. I looked at my check. I said, man, this is garbage. But I'm lucky because I don't put all my eggs in that basket or else I would be fucked forever. That shit only pays rent. And power, but luckily that only makes probably about twenty percent, fifteen to twenty percent of my salary that I get every month from different multiple sources. 
So that's why I'm like, you know what? Get, get the hell out of here. You know what I mean? Like, that's not security. That's not security whatsoever. And this is why I'm very fortunate enough to have a lady who looks after me and says, hey, man, I got this work. Okay, I have this student. Okay, I have this. Okay, when are you free? Okay, I need you Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I need you Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I need you Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I'm going to tell my full-time job goodbye. But this is all security because now people are going to be very afraid to go to, uh, to go anywhere. Once Thailand's cases completely zoom out the goddamn window, if they haven't already, you know, because, again, I'm doing this the Friday before, so this is five days of who knows what could happen. Hey, people are going to be scared to go anywhere. Although there are 68 million people in this country and only 70 people who are infected. But you guys get the point. So in saying that, guys, it's all about learning. See, because I learned so much. You know, there are a lot of people who are out there partying, just like what Gary Vee said. He said, you know, all my friends were going to frat parties and frat houses and doing this. And, but, you know, Robert Kiyosaki was studying trade, people, business styles, cultures in Japan, Taiwan, Singapore, uh, what is it, Hong Kong, Vietnam, Korea, Tahiti, Samoa, and the Philippines. He said he was partying also, but it was not in any frat house. So he ended up growing up rapidly. It's just like me. Yeah, I was a fool when I was 18 years old going to those frat parties at U of A. And other places, but of course, this is 2006, 2007. There was only MySpace at the time. There was no YouTube at the time. YouTube was very the be- the very very beginning. If I had started YouTube then, oh my god, I'd be a millionaire right now. But in saying that, looking back on everything that has happened, it is unbelievably exciting to see the opportunity that we're living in right now. See, guys, in this podcast. The more you learn, the more you earn. There's no way around it. Because flight attendants, they only know one thing, how to serve. And because they only know one thing, guess what? They're out of jobs. That's how it works. For everyone else who's just a parking attendant and they just know how to direct, you know, give people directions, they're out of jobs. Security, they just stand there and try to like, you know, ease calm when things happen, they're out of jobs. See, their skills are limited. And now they're going to be in the unemployment line looking for other work in other places where it's going to become very scarce. So, guys, I'm just asking you a question. When is it time for you to start learning? I'm not talking about studying bullshit academics. I'm talking about learning. Learning about trades, learning about different things, business styles, so you can become an asset and you can start making videos on it. You can start making – you can make a podcast on it. This is the most opportunistic time. And people who are in the lear- the e-learning realm like me, such as myself, people are going to start listening to my podcast and they're going to be like, oh my God, I'm so interested in what he's got to say. You know what? I really love your English lessons and I can't go to school anymore. Hey, can I learn with you online? How much is it? This and that. See, boom. The e-learning went from a $3 billion just three years ago to probably it's going to go up to about 30 to $50 billion within a couple of years. Because people are now scared to go to work and now they're like, hey, you know what? I could just go. I could just stay at home and learn. You see what I mean? I'm in a perfect position. But now you have an idea to start something. And with that being said, guys, stay tuned for more. I'm your host, as always, over and out.